The Mothership Podcast is sponsored by Hawaii Surrogacy Center. Start your family with Hawaii's leading surrogacy agency. of Mothership. It's so good to see you all here. Thank you so much for joining us, Steph, Brooke, and Noli. And you know, there is nothing like a really good book that as parents, you can just sit down, feel really good about, confident and comfortable reading to your child, right? With an important and lasting positive message. You know what I'm talking about, right, Brooke and Knowles? Yep. In fact, tonight, I just asked my oldest daughter, she's 14, what's the first book you remember me reading to you and she said it was I don't know if you guys are familiar with Baby Beluga it's kind of like a book and a song and so I think that's why it sticks in her memory but um such a good thing to read to to your little ones you know um Brooke what about you yeah so a lot of these a lot of books and I love to have the local writers and illustrators also on our bookshelf my kids are older now but yeah a lot of the books Dr. Seuss are the local authors um super important and things like good night moon right and this the classics too the so. classics yeah oh, super yeah. important yeah and you know uh, i just so happened to be shopping at costco a long time ago in the book section when i came upon one titled kai the opihi gets the point and it really caught my eye because you know the illustrations on the cover and then and then the title and i'm like oh i love opihi and i want my kids <laughs> to kind of like see what this is all about so i picked it up and lo and behold i mean things really change from there it's a great story with a great positive message i read it to my three boys they certainly loved it it's about overcoming your fears you know not doubting yourself and just kind of going all in and and, and doing your best it's by Gail Omoto and Jan and Judy Dill, Dill. And you know, we're so grateful that Gail and Jan could join us tonight. So welcome to the mothership, Gail and Jan. Yay. Having us. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Yeah, you know, first of all, let's just dive right in um, about Kai the Opihi. It's just one of, of many books that you folks have collaborated and come up with, right? Right. Yeah. We, uh, it's Genesis is, uh, we used to be part of a, a foundation called Partners in Development Foundation, which I organized many years ago. And we, we uh, have a traveling preschool called Tutu and Me Traveling Preschool. And what we do is we spend time in, in, uh, um, in those areas that can't afford or access uh, quality preschools. And those are usual rural areas or poor communities, et cetera. And uh, the, we target those communities that are predominantly Hawaiian. And so, um, you know, they're always looking for resources. So when we started, Gail, Gail is really the mistress of this. She, she really uh, came up with the idea of Tutu and Me Traveling Preschool and was really one of the really driving forces of, of the traveling preschool. But we, we were looking for materials for our families because the families couldn't afford materials. So 
we decided, well, we're going to write some materials and provide them to the families. And so that's how the genesis of Two Twin Me started. It's a series of now seven books and soon to be eight books that uh, teach lessons and, and, and use uh, really locally recognized um, uh, entities and, and people and things. And we started with the ocean. So Kaidi Opihi was the, the very first one. And it was exciting, you know, because most of our families don't don't really kind of get what, what see spot jump you know i mean it's it's not really really part of their 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 ongoing life you know but the ocean is and opihi is something that is always part of a hawaiian's life you know at least as much as we can find them you know so uh that's how that's how it started Gail, you no. And, and before you go um, any further, uh, Jan, I just kind of want to give some background information for our listeners there. Um, both of you are very familiar about how important it is to be communicating these positive messages to our children because, uh, Gail, you're a mother uh, to two daughters, right, who are now uh, grown. They're in their 20s. You're from Molokai, and your husband is also an illustrator, right? He's uh, an art teacher, as a matter of fact, at Hawaii Baptist Academy. And Jan, a little bit about you. You're a father of five children and also a grandfather to, is this right, 14 grandchildren? 14 or 16, depends on your family. Wow. And, 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 you know, I also want to add that um, you have been very active as well in our community, um, you know, dedicating uh, the bulk of it to helping specifically Native Hawaiian families. So, you know, I want to thank you both, first of all, for, for all of your service and, and also in creating these wonderfully rich stories. And, and you got it right. I mean, you know, C-Spot Run can only go so far in terms of how our kids can relate to that. So I think it was great that you guys came up with, you know, Ocean Life and, and these characters and and for folks who didn't read Kai the Opihi, uh, Gail, how did you folks come up with that storyline? And how do you choose what lessons to incorporate in each story? Okay, that's a great question. Um, so Kai the Opihi uh, all started one day in Jan's office. <laughs> and oh. I was sitting and talking with him. And he just said, we knew we wanted to develop educational materials like Jan had mentioned. And we want to focus on, on, on children's stories that, um, have, that portray values of the Native Hawaiian uh, community and culture. And, um, and Jan said, we ought to write a story about the Opihi. And then he went on to tell me the background uh, of, um, of his experience raising Opihi. And he does a great job in explaining it. So I'd love it for him to, to share with you. Well, it, it started... I used to work at the Oceanic Institute out by Cedar Park. And one of the things that we did, we were always looking for commercial products, new commercial products. And, uh, you know, being a Hawaiian, they said, you know, Opihi, you know, look how much I got to pay for a gallon of Opihi. I mean, I got to go, uh, you know, get, get home loan if I can, you know, before I buy it. But so we started a, a, a program to grow Opihi in culture. And so we had these big uh, cones that we made sure had a lot of seaweed on them. And then we got the baby opihi and put them on and we had the spray going on it. 
And sure enough, the Opihi loved the, uh, the limu, and pretty soon they were really nice sized Opihi, but the trouble is they were flat. I'm going to say, eh. If you if you're growing buttons, that's good. But I mean, if you like if you like meat, no more. You know. So we're trying to figure out what you know what was the what was the reason, and it all came duh. It, the ocean every 15, 20 seconds, the waves come in and slap the opihi, and the opihi has to grab on. And so what happens is, as he, they grab on, the muscle grows, and their shell becomes mm -hmm. a cone. And so that's that's uh, how it came. And so, you know, it just it's it's clearly a story of perseverance. It's a story of uh, you know, you want to be like an OP, hang on, you know. So and so the Gale then took it and ran. It was uh, it was a great it was a great uh, great process. And that's in every one of our books. That's a, that's basically the way we look around and we see well what the the second one was Milly the crab. And okay, what's what about a crab? You know, they're always climbing over each other to get out of the bucket. And so we 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 started a story of servant leadership. You know, if you want to be the first, you should be the last. Yeah, so, and uh, these, these these are the sorts of things. You've been. Go ahead, Gail. I'm going off like a. Oh, I'm glad you are. I love to hear you talk, <laughs> and you do such a good job. Um, but with Kai, there's a story behind that. So after Jan said we ought to write a story about the Opihi and, and Code shared the background, um, I went home and was very excited. So I started writing Once Upon a Time on the island of Molokai. Since, you know, that's where my heart is. Um, and you know, at the story on the West End, <laughs> the story came, I mean, it started progressing, but it, it stopped and I didn't know where else to go. And then uh, my daughter, who was probably, my youngest daughter was probably around maybe five, six. Um, she loved this story by Jez Alvaro called My Friend Bear. But it's a rhyming story. And she would always say, again, again, mom, again. And I loved reading it because it's fun to write, read rhyming stories. And mm -hmm. so um, because of that, it just sparked um, my thinking and I said, wow, can we do a rhyming story? And then the more I researched about the benefits of rhyming, you know, children um, need to hear the language of, before they begin to read, they need to know that phonemic awareness, they need to know that um, sounds of the words and rhyming, onset and rhymes, all these things. And, and there's no better way um, than to have them listen to a story um, with rhymes. So, we started it and it, it just came into place. And then um, Jan and Judy and I met and you know, we'd go back and forth about the rhymes and how it flows. And then, um, then we uh, showed, shared it, when we were happy with it, shared it with my husband who's, uh, was, and it was his first illustrated book, <laughs> but um, he actually brought the character to life. So um, when we saw Kai, we were like, oh, okay, that we like that Kai. <laughs> and that's how it all started. And we wanted to integrate, uh, because Tutu and Me is a, a free traveling preschool, we wanted to integrate intergenerational relationships. So that's why in the story, uh, where does Tutu go? I mean, where does Kai go for advice goes to his Tutu? And so in, in almost all of our stories, we tried to integrate that because it's a piece of our family life in Hawaii that is, has been eroded and then sometimes is totally absent that you know, our kupuna are not playing the roles that they should. 
you know, in terms of uh, nurturing our children and teaching our children about the family and allow and, and, and helping parents understand uh, what are the gifts of each of our children? You know, I mean, when you talk to Hawaiian families, you realize that Tutu was the one that said, oh, this boy can mix boy. This boy no can, but this boy can, you know, <laughs> because they were with them all the time and they, 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 they understood what would make them successful. And I think for us in, as uh, family members, we, we want our children to be successful. So we don't want to put them in the wrong spot and assume that, hey, you got to go to college, get your PhD, and, you know, then work for Stephanie, you know. You know, you got to, <laughs> you know, you should be a plumber because, brother, you can really move those nuts, you know, <laughs> something like that. And so, I mean, it, so that's why we, we try to um, integrate all these things in the books. And uh, plus, um, plus a perspective from scripture, you know, because we Hawaiians are very, are spiritual people and they, they need to, to hear uh, the wisdom of uh, scripture. And so all of our books have one or two uh, verses that kind of challenge it. And, you know, we've, we've gotten heat from that, but that's okay. I get plenty of scar tissue, hard to, hard to hurt me. <laughs> Well, you know what, Jan, Jan and Gail, I'm, I'm just so, I, I, I mean, bravo, because I mean, that is just so amazing to take something real and, and, you know, the, how you grow and raise Opihi. I had no idea that Opihis needed waves to get the point. I didn't know that, you know, and the fact that you could think about a way to turn that into a relatable child story with such a powerful message, that is amazing. So, you know, the process of it, like I'm interested in hearing the process of, you know, creating this because it begins from an idea and then you both probably have to meet a lot, I'm guessing, right? And then you have to share the same vision. And the reason why I ask this is, is because there might be some people listening too who might be curious if they have an idea and they want to see it to fruition and see it become a reality just like you folks did. What was the process like in, in making this happen? So first of all, I want to say that um, if I can write a story, anyone can. So please do not give up on your dream. And if there's um, there is a story to tell, you know, everyone has a story to tell and, and just um, again, start with a value you want to teach or, or the content that you want to share. Um, an, another part of the process of the story is that we wanted um, to integrate um, lessons that is important for children to learn at a young age. So for example, Kai has five friends and it's the first friend, the Puhi was first to take the lead, the second friend, oh gosh, I should know this, <laughs> but anyway, there's second, third, fourth, and his fit and 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 things like that was purposely integrated in the story because we know children need to um mathematics is all about seeing relationships in the world and problem solving and ordinal positions like first second third mm -hmm. fourth that's that's um very important so we wanted to integrate that kind of language uh into the story um but yes again it was a lot of back and forth a lot of praying um at night uh just closed my eyes and i think a lot of times it came at night uh, before going to bed, you know, closing my eyes and thinking, and then uh, if a thought would come, would share it with Jan and Judy and, and get their feedback on it. But it, it was really enjoyable. I loved working with 
Jan and Judy, um, the process of this. Well, I, th I think one, one element is real important if you're going to write anything is, and it's really about life, not necessarily writing exclusively, but it's a, you need, you need to find your passion. You know, you need to find, you know, what are the issues? What, what, what are the things that really kind of uh, get the blood moving and, and get you excited and focused? And, you know, that, those are the sorts of things that, that uh, we've, we've tried to integrate into what, what uh, these books that we've, we've written because all of our families are struggling, you know. Uh, you know, they don't have many books at home. You know, and you know, we, we live in a little bubble, you know, we live in a little bubble where we can go to the library, we can do anything, we can buy books, you know, go on thrifty books, et cetera, et cetera. But many families are struggling. And uh, so you have to be careful what you, what you give into their hands and make sure that, that it's not only for entertainment, but it's really to, to really um, enhance and help them uh, to move along, uh, I call it Galapono, the, the righteous path that we have before us, you know, and uh, so that's, that's the passion, you know, I mean, Stephanie, you were talking about, um, you know, Kaido P and he's getting beat up by the, things. you know, just, just like you, you know, you used to be flat like that, but you know, your boss beat on you so much. Oh, now you get you get muscles. Huh? You can control clothes like anybody. You know, so you know, and that's that's about life. You know, life. We we look at the nasty things that happen to us, and we think, oh, why did this happen to us? And then maybe a year or two later, we say, oh, that's why it happened to us, because it prepared me to to really help somebody else or to really be successful in what I wanted to do. So it's uh, the idea of perseverance and the last man standing, you know, that's, it's so important in life in general. You know, um, Kai the Opihi is, is, is my favorite and I have not had a chance to read the other book. So if you could please for us and for everybody else listening, could you just run down your other books and also what, what are some of the lessons that are highlighted in those stories as well? Well, well the second one, I'll, I'll take the second one, uh, is Melly the Crab, you know, and, you know, I grew up with my father and my uncles, you know, fishing and everything else. And most fishermen know that if you put uh, <laughs> you, you put uh, one one crab in a in a bucket, he's going to get out because he's going to call out. But you put two or three crabs in a bucket, not going to get out because the other ones keep pulling them down. Mm -hmm. You see, and so mm -hmm. so the thought was, hey, you know, uh, let's talk about Melly the crab, who's this really really talented energetic crab who always wants to be first, who's always the first guy on the rocks, et cetera, et cetera. And he could care less about others. And then what happens, he gets thrown in the bucket with the other crabs and he can't get out. But he remembers what Tutu said. He said, if you want to be first, you have to be last. If you want to be ahead, you have to be behind. You have to serve people. And so Millie learned to crab just like all of us did. You know, it's an interesting story about this, this book because um, uh, the Department of Education people that we work with over the years, and then when we published this book, they got the book. And all of a sudden I get this call and says, can we have a couple of cases of that book? I said, why? We want to give it to our staff. 
so that they can learn about servant leadership, about how being a leader means first that you're a servant, you know. So that was cute. And we've heard it, it's been used in a lot of other settings too. But. So that's the second book, Melita Crab. Can I, can I add really quickly too that, that um, I wanted to say that Melita Crab is our favorite in our family. Um, Pili's, right? Pili, the Eva bird is also a favorite, but, um, and I think what, it, besides the servant leadership, which is such an important role, it was a good way to explain to our kids. Um, and I just explained to someone I'm, I was working with on the mainland about what Aama crab syndrome is. And yeah. that's when you, instead yeah. of everyone's trying to pull each other down and that's like Aama crab, right? And that's a local term, but it was a good way to explain it to the kids. And you guys did such a good, an amazing job with that. And I, I also tried to use that to teach them about a scarcity mindset, right? And that you have to, it doesn't have to be only you can win and only you got to get out first and only you can be the best. Like there's, there's room for everyone at the table and just, just using that that way. So I want to say thank you for that because that was such a, that's our favorite of all the, we have a lot of them, but that's, that, that's our favorite in our family. And I've, and I've told other folks, especially on the mainland about it. Um, it's such an easy way to explain it. So thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing that. Um, the third story was Pili the Eva bird uh, flies again. And um, again, we started with, um, we looked at the Eva bird and then their the characteristics. And we know that um, see, some seabirds, like they steal the fish <laughs> from- yeah, The Eva bird can't fish by itself. <laughs> <laughs> so we portrayed this bird who was um, not content he always wanted something more. So the words, um, you see, Pini had a problem when she couldn't hide. She always wanted more. She was never satisfied. Whenever she saw something that another bird had, she wanted it for herself, whether it was spotted, striped, or clad. And Pili would do anything to get whatever caught her eye. She'd whine, bribe, or beg, and even steal and lie. And, and at the end, you know, it's Tutu who comes, because Pili's trapped in her tree now because she has 26 nests full of things and she's guarding them, she can't leave. So at the end, it's Tutu who comes and tells her, Pili, you were meant to fly, you need to soar. And then she gave up, you know, uh, gave up her things and realized that, you know, whenever I saw something, I take, I'm really not happy though I used to be glad whenever I saw something, I take it, you see, now my nests are full, but I'm no longer free. So Tutu tells, him, tells her to fly and she does, she spreads her wings and flies and at the end, She's dipping and soaring in the air again. Yeah, I'm see, sorry. The Eva, see, the Eva birds had no commercial storage facilities like we do. <laughs> <laughs> you know? We keep buying stuff and we, we say, okay, now we go put them in the storage and pay for <laughs> other people to watch our stuff. It's crazy. It's crazy. Hoarding. <laughs> yeah. Uh, go ahead, Gail, the next one. Okay, so, and then, um, what? Fourth book was Noah the Poohy Learns to Let Go. And this one was about forgiveness. Um, so it's um, Noah has an enormous mouth with many teeth. Um, but the biggest problem wasn't his bite. It was he wouldn't let go. So he held on to things too long. He didn't know when to part. Alas, this was true not only of his mouth, but also of his heart. You see, Noah remembered all the wrong that was ever done to him. He couldn't forget. He wouldn't forgive, so his life was very grim. And then it goes on to describe, you know, Noah um, incidents that Noah that happened to him with his friends, and that he just held on to it. 
And at the end, he gets um, caught in a fisherman uh, line with a bait and he wouldn't let go. His friends are telling him, let go, Noah, let go. And he finally realizes that that's going to set him free when he lets go. And then he lets go and he realizes it frees his heart too, to let go of the unforgiveness um, that you hold in your heart. So that I'm was- I'm gonna Noah. guess that, uh, I'm gonna guess that Noah is a moray eel. No. <laughs> These are all, all based on experience. I've been bitten by eels. <laughs> and they don't let go. And they don't, they don't let go. They don't like, cause they're, they're two sets of teeth, you know, they're two sets of teeth. You know. Oh, I love that. <laughs> So, yeah, what's what's the next um, character? Yeah, you want to talk about Holu? Oh, you go ahead. <laughs> okay, so Holu is about bullying, and it's um, you know we know the bullying epidemic is uh, is going crazy in our world, and, and we need we want to find a way to see if we could be part of the solution and, and write a story um, to help kids think about bullying and. Um, and that their words can can really hurt. So it's about a, a hee that lives in the cave and he's afraid because this um, big fish, and, and I know that was stereotypical because not, you know, not all bullies are big with a scar, but that's what we did. <laughs> and, um, you know, they, he gets teased all the time, and, but his friends are afraid that they don't wanna, they don't want to get bullied too, so they hang back. And um, it's Tutu Hee that comes and, and tells Tell, ask his friends to explain um, explain what's going on. And so the friends say, you see, said Kai, there's this really big fish. He just showed up in our part of the sea. He picks on Holu every single day. He's a bully as mean as can be. So Tutu asks, what do you do when this happens? Asked Tutu, do you tell him to stop, go away? No, said his friends. We're too afraid of him. So we hide or we run, we don't stay. And it's Tutu that tells him you need to to uh, face the big fish. And in all the bullying research, it says that it just mm -hmm. takes one person to stand up and say something. So the friends get the courage and, and the next time the fish comes, they tell him no more. They get together and they say no more. And um, and that gives Holu, that gives Holu the courage to stand up and say, leave me alone. You don't scare me anymore. Um, you know, to get out, you have no choice. So the big fish, his eyes grew wide in surprise and he turned and swam far from that place. Then Holu's friends cheered and lifted him high and gave, as they gave him a hero's um, embrace. And at the end we say, and what became of that bully? Well, the word got around, they say, that he had learned a good lesson too and maybe changed for the better that day. So we wanted to uh, put a positive spin at the end. <laughs> yeah, that was Holu. And then there's two more, Jan, you can do this one. <laughs> Well, this is this is about uh, Moana, and uh, she. Um, <clears throat> this is the the turtle that uh, gets caught in um, a net and uh, really can't get out. And her friends finally realize that it's their responsibility to help. You know, so the the bird finds a, finds a, finds her, and they all go out there and they're trying to figure out what to do. Know. And um, the first thing they do is they, they realize that each of them has a separate a separate role in, in this in this challenge. And so the friends come together and figure it out. And 
ultimately free our our hero in, from uh, from the nets. And again, it's it's a way of saying that you know you have friends, but you all have different different gifts, you know, and you have to have to really appreciate those gifts and uh, and use them for for what's good in the world. So anyway, finally. <laughs> You know, one of the things that, that Gail has done a great, a great job at is uh, to integrate um, curricula with with each of the stories, so so that the parents can can see. Okay, we can use use this as a means of teaching them uh, certain cognitive, um, you know, uh, resources or or skill sets, and she in each of the each of the um, books she has it so it's, it's like a, a really a nice lesson that can be played out over a week or so uh, to to help the family strengthen its understanding of its responsibilities i mean that's what we want to do we want we want our families to be healthy and um, equipped to to help our children so yeah, these are lessons, so awesome. These are lessons that we kind of need to keep repeating to ourselves and our families and our friends. And it's just, it's so awesome to hear like the underlying stories, how you guys develop them. And actually there's a, even more uh, deeper meaning to a lot of the simple rhymes and the, the beautiful illustrations. It, it's, it's almost also too an oral history um, locally of like the, the local mm -hmm. nature here and the local culture, our local ways. And mm -hmm. I love it. I could listen to you guys. You, I want you guys to read these stories to me at night. <laughs> you know, it's totally so good. When you also, when you understand the whole, the whole picture of it, like, mm -hmm. you know, like you guys are saying, it's all coming together. Yeah, it's the only way I practice my reading, so. <laughs> you're very good you guys are very good at it. Good storytellers. No, it's, um, it's, it's really a blessing to see um, how how the books can 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 bless others because that's what it's about, you know, and um, be a part of, as you said, that there are various levels you can read the books at, you know, mm -hmm. you know, you can read little preschool mm -hmm. uh, child and then it'd be a first grader, second, third, fourth, all the way up, you know, and uh, because they all have basic core uh, <clears throat> lessons for us as as human beings, and and again, I want to emphasize that our Part of our challenge was to to bring the culture back into our lives. You know, we 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 all live in a in, in, a, in a, a marvelous a marvelous homeland that, that has as its coast culture an amazing culture. You know, the Hawaiian culture, and we need to embrace that and have our kids embrace it because I, I see it's it's really hard now. I mean. I always, because I'm so old, I remember a lot of things that people never heard of before, you know, so <laughs> you just, uh, you remember how all the families used to get together at least once or twice a month, and, you know, auntie always brought her guitar, and uncle brought his ukulele, and they sang the, they sang the same songs, and told the same stories, and everything else, but it provided a real anchor for all of us kids that were just sitting around hearing the same story for the tenth time, but just being amazed at you know, really, Uncle, I mean, Grandpa really, really fed the shark. Oh, <laughs> so it's crazy. Yeah, those are special times, and I, you know, I yeah. wish we still ha could have those those 
those good old days, right? Mm-hmm. This brings it, these books, uh, bring it back totally and at least try to connect us past, present, and maybe our future too. I just okay. want to add that uh, one of the most rewarding things about writing the book was um, knowing that it touched somebody's life. So, sorry, I don't mean to get emotional, but I, I remember when Kai first came out, uh, we received an email from someone whose brother was in the hospital and they had given him the Kai book because his name was Kai. And um, she said that um, the words touched his heart and helped him because it's about clinging to your dreams and persevering and it, it helped change his heart. And I still have that letter because mm-hmm. um, it just meant so much. And you know, it's like, it, it, we couldn't do it on our own. It, we know it's Kea mm-hmm. who, who, who allowed us to um, touch lives and, and make a difference. And, and that's why I encourage, I encourage listeners and anyone else out there who, who have a dream to write a story, you, you never know who you will touch, you know? And um, that's makes it and, all You work. know, the other thing too, I was thinking, reflecting on, on your questions about how do people get in, into the business, so to speak. I think it, it has to start with a passion, a passion and then hopefully a, a focus that makes sense to a lot of people, that touches the hearts of a lot of people. And then now it's, it's a lot easier to even self-publish, you know? It's not, it's not this huge mountain that it was 20 years ago, you know, and it's uh, with, with the internet and, you know, YouTube, everything else, you could, you can get a story out there, you know, and if it has worth, it'll, it'll find traction, you know, and uh, that's, uh, that's amazing. So, so uh, Gail and Judy and I and Garrett are going to finish her. So we ran out of marine animals. (laughs) And, you know, we, and so we ended up um, going to, looking into the forest and we got yeah. a tree snail. I love it. Yeah. I love it. You, you know, I, I like that too, because um, a lot of people don't know that there are actual, you know, native snails, you know, to, to Hawaii and, and they're endangered. So, I mean, this is also bringing awareness to that too, um, you know, in some sort of way, but, but what, what is that one about? Go ahead, Jan. Well, I mean, uh, here's a snail, and a snail I found out because I didn't know anything about snails, except that I was always chasing them in my yard. But um, little snails, the Hawaiian snails, uh, eat the fungus off off of uh, the, the trees, the leaves, and you know they go about their business, etc. And they're the smallest little animal, etc. So maka is is a small animal that knows they're small and they don't, you know, they don't have any real, you know, great role in, in the force. At least they don't think so. But pretty soon they see the rapid death or ohia death coming and the trees are dying, mm-hmm. except for Maka's tree, you see. And it's because Maka every time is eating off, the, eating the fungus, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And the other animals finally come to the realization that Maka is somebody of importance, that this little, little tree snail is really someone that is saving their environment, you know. And so it helps Maka to change her perception of herself. And uh, so it's something we all need, you know. And we're all Maka tree snails. So. Yeah, wow, and we're working, the, the next book we think is going to be about a, 
uh, spider. So uh, we're running, it's really hard, you know, when you get on the land to find you know, indigenous, uh, indigenous animals, you know. No, you so. guys, you guys are, you guys are, you guys are wonderful. You guys, uh, I mean, I can't thank you enough um, because it is so important. Hawaii is so special to all of us out there. And, you know, we, I agree with you, Jan, um, you know, and Gail, that it's so important to, to continue to let our kids know about, you know, what we're, the beauty to them that we're surrounded by. Because I, I feel like this generation growing up, they're growing up too fast. I think yeah. they don't stop and look and 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 appreciate, um, you know what what we have here in Hawaii, and the fact that you're able to bring this to life, and 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 create such you know very the these characters. I mean, kids don't forget their characters. I can tell you that much. I mean, my son loves the Kaido P book, and he already knows you know all about Kai and and the lessons learned and. And I just love that you guys are making it so relatable for them. So, I mean, just thank you so much for what you're doing. And I can't wait to hear about your next book about, is it a cane spider? I hope not, because they're kind of scary. <laughs> That's a secret. We can't, we can't share this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I thank you for having us. I mean, I think it's been a, uh, just, just talking about it because you know you get you get wrapped up in all the things that all of us are facing you forget about simple things like the the truths that these these books kind of illustrate you know and 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 how important they are for our families and i think and, that your guys's relationship in creating these stories and these books and the illustrations it shines through. It's so you guys have such a wonderful relationship, and and your passion shines mm -hmm. forth through these stories. And I think you know that's probably maybe what made it easy, maybe for you folks to be able to come together and share this same passion and 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 feel well, it, each other it, it up. It actually, each other Stephanie, up. it was actually very hard because Gail would always break down and start crying. Gail. <laughs> 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 her heart is so all touched in. by, by, by uh, a concept. And, you know, Gail's heart is as uh, wide as a uh, wide as the world. So we, we, the heart, we, we yeah. Could, yeah, we could feel all the love that you guys poured yeah. in, in in your stories, and even when you guys are explaining the mm -hmm. process. I mean, it's just so endearing. I mean, it's just like mm -hmm. wow, it's just so amazing that you guys were able to. Uh, create these wonderful works of art <laughs> I know and I, I feel like you guys are that story that was about having friends and everyone has different strengths that that's that's you guys really that's a story about you folks right. and to to hear the you folks explain the concept going from concept to the actual publishing makes it so three-dimensional now um, for me in my head and I wanted to say too it's just the legacy that you guys are creating um is awesome because you know Hawaii too you do hand-me-downs right clothes and all that but for us I've handed down some of those books to my my nephew now so it's going to live on on his bookshelf and in his room now and I hope he passes it on because um, they're such quality books and made really well on top of it but it's just the stories behind it so I think that legacy I mean just please be really proud of all of that um, it's it's priceless what you folks are going to are, are working on and giving to Hawaii and, and the world really. I almost feel like it's also pigeonholing it to call it children's books because I think adults 
really can grab a lot from them and there's again so many levels you can read it at you know so I feel like I should take the books back for my older kids. <laughs> I, I, I I'm talking just... to them. Like, maybe I should bring it back because I, I want the teenagers to read it. You know, and how... I'm the same. I'm the same way, Brooke. Yeah, I'm. I'm holding on to my book. Yeah, Kai. And then I wanna. I wanna go out and get the other books too. But oh, you I, have to. They're yeah. so good. And not not to divert from you know uh, we're, we're we're like uh, complimenting you guys and all. But then you know taking a step back though. I mean, I think having it at Costco was a huge thing because I mean it really brought in your your audience and it really the exposure yeah. and I think I mean how did how were you able to get that well you know our problem is we're, we're not booksellers you know we're not we, we don't that's not our business our business is to help families children families you know and uh, we just never have made a real good connection with somebody that says I'm going to take these books and I'm going to make them the bestseller on, on New York Times list you know stuff like that because I think some of some of the books are very quality books that, mm. as you said, could, could touch a lot of people. Um, but you know, we know we know that where they end up always helps the family that gets it. And as you said, it stays in the family, or it's passed on, and we're blessed by that. And that's our first that's our first goal is to help Hawaii. You know, mm -hmm. we want we want our Hawaiian families to be healthy and successful so so um when um i was approached by several schools and also um by uh, honolulu magazine to share a children's story uh, during the pandemic because so many families were you know on lockdown and and they were kind of hungry for this you know so kylie opihi was the one that i chose and then you know oh, i posted wow. it on social media and Oh, got a lot of comments and then you know got emails and like wow you know kai is my favorite book so i was like Wow, so I, you know, I didn't know that the book was that widely known and, you know, so many people were so familiar with it already. So just, you know, bravo to you guys again. And that just goes to show that people are reading your books and are very touched by it. I mean, and you are making a difference, a positive difference. So thank you again. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you so yes. much for, you. for your comments and your encouragement. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're going to still be making mischief, so don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> We're not going to give up. <laughs> don't stop. We love, yeah. we love the messages. And just you, you uh, Gail and Jan, as human beings, you can just feel mm -hmm. um, the, the purity of your heart and, and where your intentions are. And thank you for being a positive uh, energy out in the world where we all need it right now. And yeah, every day, every, every, who, who doesn't need positive positive. Right positive exactly. every day right so thank you for being uh the vehicle for that you know with these books it's amazing yeah. we're gonna be rooting for you guys okay so keep it up mm -hmm. well all yeah. our listeners out there too i mean yeah. grab the books because they're, yes. they're good they're yeah so good. and and in the meantime though um for folks interested where can they pick up the mm -hmm. books in the meantime so they're at logos bookstore Namea Hawaii, um, the Bishop Museum gift shop, uh, Waikiki Aquarium, uh, and Homegrown. And you could also get them from Partners in Development Foundation. If, and the number is 808-595-2752. And they'll direct you uh, to the yeah. Yeah. Right on. Okay. 
Yeah, we look forward to more good things uh, to come from, from both of you, as well as Garrett and also Judy. But thank you once again, uh, Gail Omoto and Jan Dill for joining us on The Mothership. And everybody, stay tuned. They're coming out with another book about spiders. Spider. Or one spider or who knows. Your rest, hold your rest, hold yeah. Thank you so much. And be sure to tune in again next week for another episode of Mothership, or you can also touch base with us on our Facebook page. That's M-U-T-H-A-S-H-I-P. From all of us here, we wish you all the best and much love and aloha. Take care, everybody. Thanks so much. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, we're going to break up.